Hi, I'm Megan Dibby and welcome to my podcast, Class and Session. In this podcast, I'll be discussing social injustice issues and everything to do with activism and allyship. If that's your jam, tune in every Friday. Hi guys, I'm back. Ah, I'm so excited to be back. Oh my god, I've been gone for so long, but I'm glad to be back. I'm finally doing this hopefully i'll be uploading regular episodes i'm going to try and be productive i'm in year 13 so will that be possible will that be possible i don't know i don't know it will be it will be it'll be fine you know i've got great time management skills that is a lie i have zero time management skills as in like i'm the most unorganized person ever it's bad anyways i hope everyone had a great summer my summer was you know it was all right it wasn't bad like to be honest all I really did was stay in my house like I just laid in bed but to be honest that was okay with me because year 12 really tired me out like I just needed a break I needed a good rest and I did um nothing exciting really went down oh my god wait I lied I dyed my hair yeah if you guys don't know I mean for the people who see me at school obviously they know but for the rest of you guys whoever's listening to this yeah I dyed my hair blonde I know um it's kind of like a yellowish blonde I do like it though but I might tone it I did try and tone it with this like super drug toner that I brought and it just didn't work like what a waste of money but it's fine I like the color and I got braids to match it you know I have blonde braids I just feel like a baddie like a blonde baddie you know what they say blondes have more fun I'm waiting for that fun to start it has not started but hey my time will come (laughs) um what else happened uh nothing else really went down the Met Gala was last week yeah we're not going to talk about that because yeah I could go on about the Met Gala for ages really and truly like I'm not gonna lie I love talking about like the Met Gala outfits like you know the things celebrities wear and how bad they look yes because this year was atrocious um but like if you really think about it like the Met Gala is literally just like a showcase of wealth it's just for celebrities to get there and be like oh my god look at us we're rich because like I found out like just a few years ago that I think like the Met Gala is meant to be like a charity ball and like I don't know I don't know how it works but people donate money people like buy art pieces and like the money's supposed to go to charities I don't know something like that um but it's like the tickets to the Met Gala are 30k thirty thousand dollars like baby that's money that is coin that is money that's a lot of money i don't think everyone pays for a ticket because some people get invited i don't know how it works but some people pay for some people pay for tickets right so i'm thinking like the money that you use to buy the ticket why can't you just directly donate that to the charities that need money like why don't you directly donate it to the communities that are in need it doesn't make any sense you know what i mean I say all of this, but at the end of the day, I still want to get invited to the Met Gala. Does that make me a hypocrite? Absolutely. And I apologise. I apologise in advance because I will be turning up to the Met Gala. I'm sorry, guys. I have to go. I have to. I'm manifesting it for myself. Anyways, enough about the Met Gala. What else happened? The Emmys were last night. Yep. Um, Michaela Cole won for Best Writing in a Limited Series or Movie. And to be honest, she deserved it. I love that woman so much. Like, purr, black excellence. We love to see it. I love to see black women win. You know me. I'm always rooting for black women. I just love to see them win. I'm a bit disappointed that, like, no other black person won or, like, person of colour. Like, what was going on? Like, really and truly what was going on? Because Pose should have won at least, like, one award 
you guys should watch it it's a very good show and lovecraft country should have also won i don't know if they were nominated this year but i think i saw them but there was also another show that should have been that should have won and i'm just a bit disappointed like i can't really say i'm surprised but yeah good for michaela cole anyways let me stop with the waffle um so today i'm going to be talking about black women and beauty standards um for me what inspired this episode was basically i just watched love island this year and i don't know why i put myself through this like i'm not going to watch love island anymore all that show does is cause me so much stress i do not know why i continue watching it i'm not gonna lie i think it's just because i get fomo like i see everyone talking about it on twitter and i'm like oh my god now i have to go watch it just so i can interact with you guys like oh my god like i want to like these tweets but like i don't know what you guys are talking about so now i'm gonna have to watch it i think that's why but i'm just sick and tired of the way love island not only one portrays black women but also treats them like i just it's not for me you know me always standing in solidarity with my black women so because of that i will no longer be watching the show i don't care i say this but will i be watching it next year maybe maybe Uh, but yeah i'm just going to be talking about how our beauty standards have affected black women um yeah ah i'm actually so excited to say let's get into the episode right so over the summer there was like a lot of discourse over beauty standards plastic surgery and like bbls etc and i just wanted to specifically talk about like beauty standards and like the way they affect black women um we're aware that like not only is our beauty standard fat phobic but it's also racist and rooted in white supremacy if you didn't know now you know um and that's basically because you know white people are essentially the standard of beauty like whiteness is seen as the norm and everything outside of that is seen as undesirable and like abnormal like from slim button noses to straight hair and having like fair white skin society constantly reminds us that if we don't have these features then you know if we don't fit into these european standards of beauty then we're ugly And obviously this has affected like the way black girls and other women of colour see themselves, especially dark skinned women of colour. Like it explains why so many women of colour have the self-image issues that they do and like sometimes do everything in their power to separate themselves from like their ethnic features and their cultures. From like, you know, bleaching their skin to getting nose jobs in order to get that like slim button type nose. And it's quite sad to see, especially knowing that there are so many young girls out there who can relate. Like we've been comparing ourselves to a standard of beauty that we can never look like, we can never achieve. And it's because that's all we see in the media. Like the representation we see in things like the beauty industry, all it does is reinforces this white supremacist ideal that, you know, only white people are attractive and everyone else is not. And the beauty industry has played such a huge part in upholding the beauty standard, therefore, you know, upholding white supremacy. I could literally go on about this for days, but like, if you think about it, like one example of this is how I remember like makeup brands used to, and some still do, like they would make foundation lines, like makeup lines in general, and they would exclude, and like those lines would exclude darker skin tones, as in they would have 50 fucking shades of beige and only a few shades for darker skin people like damn like if you just wanted white people to buy your products you could just say like they said caucasians and caucasians only like so many makeup brands have produced products that don't work for darker skin tones like the way some sunscreens and concealers will leave like a white cast on black people and make us look ashy 
there is no excuse for it like there is no justification as to why brands can't make products that work for darker skin tones they have the money and resources to do so so you know it's not that difficult and i also find it annoying how you'll get like people especially white people defending them and saying you know there are other brands out there why can't you go buy from those brands and it's like yeah but why can't all brands do that like it's not a difficult task they could easily do it these brands that don't produce makeup for darker skin tones all it does is just reinforces the idea again that only white women are the face of beauty so of course all beauty products should cater to them And like, obviously, now brands have been doing a lot better with including darker skin tones in their makeup lines, especially after Rihanna put them on blast when she put them to shame with Fenty Beauty. But I swear to God, like before all of that, brands would purposely not make their makeup lines inclusive. Like I literally remember, I think it was like maybe 2015. 2016 but like you know back when i used to actually watch youtube um there was like a time where literally every single beauty influencer would like review brands like makeup lines and criticize them for not being inclusive and of course you know their videos would always blow up their videos would always get a lot of views and brands were aware of this but they would still come out with makeup lines that didn't suit black people like is that not suspicious Like, they knew exactly what they were doing because brands saw that other brands were getting so much attention for not being inclusive and they decided to do the same thing for clout. Like, what is that saying? Um, There's no such thing as bad publicity. That's literally what they were aiming for. And it worked because people literally brought their products just so they can review them and say that it wasn't diverse, which, to be honest, I didn't really see the point of. Like, you could do that without buying their products like you could talk about their brand without actually buying their products like we know that these brands could easily make products for darker skin tones but they choose not to and unfortunately they get clout from it they literally if you think about it they literally profit off of black people's collective disapproval and anger it's sick if brands want to make products for only white people to buy why not just come out and say it you know what i mean But other than the beauty and makeup industry, the beauty standards have also affected the way society in general view black women. As black women, we don't fit into this constructed idea of womanhood because that concept was created for white women only. And, you know, that concept being women with lighter skin, petite bodies, you know, flowy hair, just anyone who is the complete opposite to dark skin black women. And this is not to say that as black women, we can't or we aren't feminine, but it's just saying that society masculinizes black women and tries to strip us of our femininity because to them, that's only reserved for white women. It's only for the women with, you know, fair skin who they can paint as dainty, as damsel in distresses. And that's not us. We aren't viewed in that way. And it's shown through the way we're presented in the media. And... I feel like this is also why you'll sometimes see some black girls, you know, talk about how they don't feel like a girl if their hair isn't done a certain way or if they don't look a certain way. Like, they'll say that they don't feel feminine because the women who are deemed as, like, the poster child of femininity look nothing like them. 
And the way that they feel is 100% valid because society constantly finds a way to masculinize us. And we've seen this happen recently with the Olympics. So basically, um, the Olympics board, like the people in charge, whatever, they banned two black women from competing in a specific race because their natural testosterone levels were higher than the limit they accepted, which is completely unfair Policies like sex testing and like hormonal requirements are not only immoral but harmful to both cis and trans women, specifically those who are black. And like with these policies, they basically get to define who fits into the notion of womanhood and who's feminine enough to compete as a woman. And of course, black women are going to be the ones to suffer under these rules because we are constantly being masculinized. And this is something that a lot of black feminists have mentioned in their work that you know because black women don't and can't conform to the racist notion of womanhood and beauty ideals because we're on the opposite end of what's expected and accepted it opens up this opportunity for society to defeminize us and not view us as women the same way they view white women and the olympics have basically used this to their advantage to stop black women from competing by basically saying you know you're not enough of a woman you're not feminine enough All they're doing is reinforcing white supremacist and transphobic ideals that were only created for white women to fit into. Like, this entire situation is, like, unfortunately, like, one of the many examples of how black women's femininity is always being questioned and heavily policed, which is, you know, something that's been happening for centuries. Features that black people have, like dark skin and prominent African features, have always automatically been associated with masculinity, And the Olympics board have clearly played a part in perpetuating this idea. You can even see on like social media sometimes like how people treat black women and try to defeminize them, especially dark skinned black women. Like how Megan Thee Stallion is called a man just because she's tall and has prominent African features. I just feel like the masculinization of black women is just one of the ways in which societal beauty standards affect black women in ways white women simply cannot relate to. And I also think all of this links to black women's experiences within the dating scene. Like all of the masculinization we face definitely contributes to why we're like seen as undesirable and why statistics say that we're the least likely to get married and the least desirable out of all women. First of all, fuck those statistics. Black women are hot. We're amazing. And anyone who doesn't think so is clearly delusional. Thank you. Um, But yeah, like because of media tropes that present us as masculine, angry and aggressive, people will use these stereotypes as an excuse as to why they don't want to date black women. You'll constantly hear things like, oh, I don't date black women because they're so and so, they're loud, sassy, aggressive, etc. First off, I promise you, we have standards. We do not give a fuck if you want to date us or not. Secondly, black women are not a monolith. We are not all the same. We do not all act the same. Even if there are sassy black women out there, so what? Why must we change the way we act, you know, and dial it down just because other non-black people are uncomfortable? That sounds like a you problem. I just feel like people hate to see black women happy. That's the issue. Because there's such a double standard. Like, black women always get called aggressive, whereas when it's white or Hispanic women, they get called feisty and fiery. Like, people make it known that it's a positive thing for them, a negative thing for black women and this was shown in this year's season of love island 
if you haven't watched it basically there was this white woman called Faye um who was basically always shouting in the villa and one time she got so angry and she started screaming and shouting and people filed like around 25,000 Ofcom complaints and not once did I see people call her aggressive she got given the benefit of the doubt and people were saying you know she only reacted that way because of her trust issues and the way she was treated in the past you know blah blah same old same old just people making excuses for white people's rage and you know she never got called aggressive whereas Kaz the dark-skinned black woman on the show who did nothing got called aggressive and you know people were saying that she was too much the double standards are clear they're not even trying to hide their racial biases at this point like okay if you didn't like her whatever if you found her annoying whatever but aggressive mm, no she was not that and since I'm on the topic of Love Island, I absolutely hate how the black girls are constantly being picked last. Like, I swear to God, it's happened every year, if not every year, like most years. And it's quite telling. You can just tell that the producers don't bring in men who genuinely like black women. They'll just bring in men who are obsessed with white girls with blonde hair and blue eyes. That show is the literal proof that you need of the chokehold that beauty standards have on our society. Like, it's giving Hitler and the Aryan race. Eek. And this is something that has been expressed by countless of black women on how they, you know, struggle in the dating scene because all men look for is, you know, for white girls. And even if they do date black women, they always happen to date light-skinned black women. And this is not to say that there aren't people who date black women, but, you know, it's just noting the fact that black women, especially dark-skinned black women, face a lot of issues within the dating world because people don't see them as attractive and that's why you'll hear people saying like oh you know you're pretty for a black girl or I normally don't date black girls or I normally don't find black girls attractive but you're different like so much shit like that because you know because we're not the standard of beauty we're automatically ugly and people are genuinely shocked when they find a black person attractive it's very weird and I remember um, listening to an episode of Black Girls Living podcast. You guys should listen to that podcast. I love it. It's very good. Um, and they were talking about how people on Twitter, like people were making comments about Kaz and Tyler. And they were just finding it weird how people constantly try to question Tyler's attraction to Kaz. And it's so true. Why is it so hard for you guys to believe that people can find dark skinned black women attractive? Guys were literally hot duh of course people find us attractive come on get with it but like it's actually very weird to see why is it that you guys genuinely can't believe that dark-skinned black women are capable of being loved you know there are there are people out there who find them attractive please rid your brain of the notion of beauty standards if we all do that society would really be a better place and I also hate that when we mention stuff like this and how, you know, black women aren't considered attractive by so many people, people are so quick to call us insecure and jealous. Like, what? First off, people need to realise that in a society that constantly shits on black women, that constantly hates our existence, it's hard loving yourself. Like, everyone is insecure about something, let's not play pretend now. Black women speaking out about how beauty standards affect them and how they've been treated because of it doesn't mean that, you know, we're insecure and jealous and bitter. And every single time we talk about how colorism links to this, people are like, oh no, you're just bitter, you're just jealous of light-skinned women. What? 
are you guys also forgetting that colorism is an actual systemic issue it's not just something that happens within the dating scene what's there for me to be jealous about please i'm genuinely confused i just don't understand why people find it so hard to believe and empathize with the experiences of black women it's not like they're making this shit up and i promise you we're not jealous we look good all the time what's there to be jealous about but then that also makes me think about how as black women we're always expected to look like 10 times better than everyone else just to get an ounce of respect and i know i'm not the only one who's noticed this i just feel like we're held to like a completely different and higher standard than white women like there are so many rules to what we can and can't do it's like this new beauty standard has been created specifically for black women and as black women if we don't meet those standards then you know we're made fun of or we're belittled etc like sometimes you'll even see black girls get made fun of if they don't know how to lay a wig properly or if they don't know how to do flawless makeup literally stupid stuff like that we always have to look absolutely perfect because if not it gives other people the opportunity to shame us and insult us and i remember seeing discourse on twitter about i love twitter but sometimes people be saying the dumbest shit on there i'm like how do you even think like that but i remember seeing this discourse on like if it was suitable to wear braids for like your birthday party because you know they might not be elegant i was like huh as in you woke up one day and you decided to tweet that on beyonce's internet oh have you no shame have you no shame why is it that african hairstyles are not deemed elegant quickly explain because it's giving anti-blackness braids are cute you could do so much with them they look good like why do we have to look the way you want us to look for our own birthday parties like how does that even make any sense please leave us alone people just have way too much to say about black women's appearances and it's getting old now please for the love of god just shut up we can never actually win because if we're wearing a wig then you know we're insecure and we have no hair if we wear our natural hair then it's too messy it's too short it doesn't make us look feminine and now people are saying that braids aren't elegant like i'm actually sick of the standard that we constantly are being held to it's annoying leave us alone i'm a huge advocate for hashtag leave black women alone and let us do whatever the fuck we want i hope everyone can get on board that'd be nice thank you very much um but yeah that's it from me i don't have anything more to say i think oh yeah i don't believe in this whole like let's reinvent the beauty standard and let's make it our own i think it's stupid because at the end of the day it'll always find a way to exclude someone and that's obviously not what we want the beauty standard serves us no purpose and so it needs to go it needs to be abolished simple as but yeah that's it from me thank you if you made it to the end um i'm glad to be back i'm glad to be doing this okay i'm gonna go <laughs> thank you i'm megan dibby and this has been class in session if you like this episode and want to hear more from me subscribe and tune in every friday for now take care